2: Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. So here's the deal, I have a two-hour talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, Monday through Friday that's available live from 8 to 10 a.m. EST, and then available for download to listen to whenever you want. But it's a subscription-based radio show. Hey, running a live radio show ain't cheap, honey. I do, however, realize that some people can't or simply don't want to pay for content, so here's a little bite of what I'm all about for you to nibble on. I hope you love it. Before we get to today's episode of Taste of Taylor, I just want to tell you about Poshmark. So Poshmark is basically my obsession. It's a free app that you can download whenever, however. Uh, It's amazing. It actually carries women, men, and kids brands, clothing, accessories. It's fabulous. Uh, I actually already have my Poshmark closet open, so you can actually go and buy my stuff directly from me. I have some really good stuff up there. I have a Love Shack fancy dress, which is actually very fairly priced, if you ask me. I literally wore it once for a wedding. You know those bridesmaids' dresses that they're like, oh my god, you're going to like totally wear this bridesmaids' dress again. And then you're like, "Uh, no, I won't, because it's a bridesmaids' dress. Well, it actually is a gorgeous dress, but... The wedding actually just has bad memories for me, and that's why I can't wear the dress again. But the dress itself is gorgeous, and Love Shack Fancy and Love Shack Fancy is a fabulous brand. So I've got a Love Shack Fancy dress up there. I've got a couple of fabulous shoes. I've got a pair of Christian Louboutins. Uh, I have a pair of Mew Mew fabulous booties that are great for fall, and I even have my wedding band up there. Call me a monster, but hey, if I'm not going to be wearing it, at least somebody else could be getting gorgeous diamonds from Quiant for like pff, a quarter of the price. I love Poshmark because they have tons of top brands from pff, all over the place. I mean, they've got Christian Louboutin, they've got Louis Vuitton, they've got Gucci, which is like my absolute new favorite brand. I'm completely obsessed. I want literally all of their sunglasses. And guess what? Poshmark basically has them all. And you won't believe the deals that you get on Poshmark because don't forget, you're actually buying stuff that was pre-owned. But that's the beauty of Poshmark is you know it's the real deal. So that's why I love Poshmark. I also love Poshmark because aside from selling your stuff, yeah, you can buy stuff too. So I can sell my stuff. And then once I sell my stuff, then I can go and buy some of your stuff. It's a beautiful system. If you would like to shop my closet, you can find me at Taylor Strecker. And if you are new to Poshmark, you can use my referral code, Taylor Strecker, and you're going to get $5 off your first purchase. Now, Make sure if you're looking for my closet, it's at Taylor Strecker. But if you're just looking for that referral code, it's Taylor Strecker. No at sign in front of it. If you use the at sign, it's going to mess everything up. It's not going to work. So anyway, one more time, if you want to shop my closet, at Taylor Strecker. And if you want that referral code for new Poshmark users to get $5 off your first purchase, just use my referral code, Taylor Strecker. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R. Hey, join Poshmark today. You can buy, you can sell. It's a fashionista's dream. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to another episode of Taste of Taylor. So as you know, every single week, we like to pull a clip that means something special to us. And Somebody very special to me is Lori Bergamotto. She is my Wednesday co-host. And the thing I love about Lori... Well, there's a bajillion things I love about Lori. But I love that Lori is a mom. We actually don't have any other... Well, we have one other parent, but he's a dad. And we do a segment with him called Daddy Issues. But with Lori, every single Wednesday, we do mama drama. I mean, listen, a lot of our listeners are moms or, you know, intending to be mothers-to-be. And, well, hello, we all have a mom so anyway mama drama is definitely a fan favorite segment so today we pulled a clip from mama drama where Lori and i talk about being friends with your kids friends parents does that make sense basically it's like so your kids make friends right but then like when they have play dates do you have to like become besties with your kids friends mom and or dad i don't know we find out in this clip take a listen Okay, so let's get into Mama Drama right now. So, yes. hey, this is Mama Drama for Lori. Hey, girls. Hey, so Tay, I've been listening to you for such a long time. I thank my mom for having you on in the car and forcing us to have uncomfortable conversations, and now I have finally hooked my little sister to you. Hi. I am so proud of how far you've come and all you have overcome. Keep doing you. You are so fabulous, and please come to Dallas-Fort Worth for an IRL show. Girl, definitely, definitely in, in, in the future plans. Okay, so... So I'm a millennial mama with two kids at 27.
0: Wow. Uh,
2: I am also the breadwinner in a demanding job I love with a massive commute I hate. But I get to listen to you, so it makes it wonderful. My kids are in daycare from 7 to 5 because of this. Uh, I know my toddler is starting to make friends, but I never see the other kids or their parents because of our hours. So how do I make parent friends? Great question. I know weekend activities is a thing, but classes in my area for my 2-year-old are during work hours, and weekend things are for older ages. Only one of my lifelong friends has a kid, but she has her own group. The rest of our friends are young and are enjoying life. Lori, how do you do it? All the love, millennial mama. Okay. Oh how do we make parent friends? Of course, you guys can call in and, uh, and jump in as well. Eight four four eight two five five three six seven eight four four eight two five five three six seven. 5367 Shit, how do you make parent friends? This is like one of my – I'm already anxious about making parent friends. right. Like, and I'm so far away from having kids. I don't know. I just feel like it's hard. Oh. Well. And, like, and you don't get to choose who your kids are in class with and stuff. Like, do you get stuck with these, like, nerd friends that you don't want to be friends with? I remember you told a story about about this woman who wants to be your best friend and you do not
0: want to be hers. (laughs) I think she's finally gotten the (laughs) hint. It took three years, but I think I did it. But it's hard because you don't – I mean, first of all, it's not in my nature. And you know this. Like, I'm not just saying this. It's not in my nature to just – be, like, a huge jerk, Mm-mm. you know? No, and so you're such a people pleaser. I, I am. And, and I genuinely like most people. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, even though I came in this morning and I was like, I want to stab someone. You <laughs> like, said I'm in a stabby mood. In a stabby mood. But I think it was because <laughs> I just got. I had a bad subway ride. But anyway, I genuinely want to like people. Like, I may, that's the kind of person I am. And when you are greeted with someone who you're sort of forced to be in this classroom with, and that person you know is not one of your people... Mm-hmm it's a hard thing because you don't want to disrupt the sort of tone of the, the rest of the parents. You don't want to be like, well, I don't get along with that mom. So right. that really like causes a wave. You also just don't want to conflict. Like I, I am not a person who enjoys conflict. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. It makes me uncomfortable. And I find that I wind up, whether or not it was my fault, always being the one that apologizes for it. You know? Right. So first of all, go, to get to this, um, question, I just want to applaud Millennial Mama. I know she didn't give her name, but we're going to call her Millennial Mama. Yep. For having two kids at 27 and a full-time job and being the breadwinner. That is no joke. No joke. I could not do what I'm doing today at 27. Like, I could barely get my legs shaved and to work on time at 27. Exactly. So the fact that she can get two kids ready for a daycare and be there at 7, like, bravo to you. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when you're a working mom, the... or or whether or not you're a working mom, but it's because she's a working mom, I'm just going to talk about working moms. I think it's a lot harder to make friends because a lot of the stay at home moms will do things during the day. Like I've noticed this with my own kids. They'll be like, oh yeah, let's get a coffee. Like after drop off, they go and they get coffee, they'll get a bagel together. And I'm like rushing to get to work. And it sucks because you're like, oh, they're going to cultivate a friendship. And now I'm like odd man out. And that's a bummer. And they do playdates after school. I can't do playdates after school because we have a babysitter. And I can offer my babysitter to go, but that is like a whole other thing. It changes the dynamic. So I think what you need to do is, what's worked for me, is having some sort of like mom's night out, although I hate calling it that because it sounds so cheesy. Yes. But like just having a night out with people that you think you might like. Maybe you've seen them at drop-off and you're like, oh, that person seems like friendly. And you know, I don't know. I liked her bumper sticker. I don't know. I don't know what people do in the suburbs because there are other ways that you feel connections to people. I think in the city, you know, like you kind of, you follow them on social media maybe. And you say like, Oh, they like to eat at that restaurant that I like to eat at. Maybe we'll go there and like get to know each other, go out for a drink. Don't do a dinner. It's too much of a commitment. It's like dating almost. It really is. There's also millennial mama. There's this app called peanut Ooh. And peanut is basically like Tinder, but it's for moms. So like, let's say you and Tay have kids, right? Okay. And you're like... We are, we want to be friends with moms who don't have to be in a same-sex relationship, but like are accepting and supportive of same-sex relationships. We want moms who are fun and like to have a glass of wine and aren't going to like poo-poo us for drinking, yep. a, like responsibly, you know, like they're all things and it's basically like Tinder. And so it finds you moms in your local area. That's crazy. That you can have play dates with. And so basically it like, will it will, um, you know, your kids might be the same age or like maybe you both are like part-time working moms. Like it, it sets you up in that way mm-hmm. and you can go on a play date and meet moms in that way. So here's my question.
2: So, because I grew up in a suburb, so we went to school, and you made friends, and I, I don't even know how my mom set playdates up. I think it was just like, I actually feel like I dictated the playdates. It was like, Did oh, you? mom, I like this little girl, and she happens to live down the street. Can I play? Right. And then we play, and then I was like, I love her. She's my best friend. And then I've invited her to my birthday party, and I invited other friends, too, because that's what you do when you have a birthday party. And then she fucking freaked out because I had other friends, and then she ran to the woods and ruined my birthday
0: party. That's really a very sad tale. I'm so sorry I was like, Mom,
2: I don't want to be friends with her anymore. My mom was like, great, because her parents are annoying. But you know what I mean? So that's the thing is I feel like my mom definitely, like, let us make our own friends. Um, But then I think we got to a point, too, where, like, my mom was making friends. And so then you become friends with the kids of your
0: parents' friends. Do you know what I'm saying? But in that case, did you ever have a friend where you were, like, forced to be friends with and you're like... Your mom was really good friends with the mom, but you did not like hanging out with the kid? Because that happened to me, and so I was always like, I'm never going to force my daughter to do that. I don't think... No, I can't really. You always liked the kids. I mean, listen,
2: our my school was so small that it was like, you like if I hated a kid, my mom would have known. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think she would have pushed it for whatever reason. Right. I also, shockingly, was incredibly sweet and nice and caring and giving when that I was little. That doesn't surprise me. I, it surprises me. Even I, living in this body now, I'm so jaded and nasty. But I was very, like, I was very accepting of everyone. So, like, I was the kid that teachers would go to and be like, so and so is new and has no friends, need to be her friend, you know? And I would take on that. That burden, because that's what it was. Let's get honest. Like the girl with the mustard sweatpants that wanted to catch. Oh my God, are they pre- saying like the
0: girl with the sweatpants No, the girl like, with oh the mustard God.
2: sweatpants that wanted to climb trees. No. And wanted to catch uh, praying mantises. Which bite, by the way? Which bite? I, I out, didn't know that. Find that out the hard way <laughs> when I was collecting praying mantises with Devin Anyway,
0: <laughs> poor Devin.
2: <laughs> but wow. I was Devin's friend. And then, you know, I like almost broke my neck one day. And I was like, I think I'm done being friends with Devin. I can't keep up with her free climbing
0: skills. Old enough that it was weird. Like, were you in like middle school? Age? No, it, we were like sixth grade. Wow. It's pretty old, right? To be climbing tree, I don't know. I was not a tree climber. Um,
2: but, but back to the matter um, at hand. Neither was I. This was Devin, the, and therein <laughs>
0: lied the problem.
2: Um, but I feel like, but I had a best friend growing up, and actually, he and I started the relationship. But then our moms met, and they became like also besties. And it was great for a really long time. It was like my mom's bestie is also my bestie's bestie, but or my my bestie's wait. mom bestie.
0: Your mom's best friend had a kid who became your best friend. My best friend's mom and my mom became besties. Got it. Okay.
2: And it was great until they got into a fight. And then they were no longer besties. And then him and I were kind of at like, it just stuck in a weird place. And listen, we also had our own problems too. Like, I was leaving schools and he was mad that I was leaving him and blah, 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 blah. But like, it definitely, their relationship and ne- their negative relationship definitely took a toll on our friendship. That's
0: interesting. So,
2: I, so I, as much as I think it's like great for you to like, like make friends with your kids' friends, parents, Is it really necessary, or can you just, like,
0: is it better just to be, like, acquaintances? No, I mean, you know, this is such an interesting question, and I take it so personally, because I grew up, um, I went to an elementary school where most of the moms worked. Mm -hmm. It was really super-duper small. There were only 18 kids in my whole grade, from kindergarten up to eighth grade. And my mom became the bestest of friends with my best friend's mom. And to that... She passed away a few years ago, but till she died, like that, my mom still is like not over it. Like my mom will always be like, I miss Marianne so much. And her daughter and I are still, we're like family, you know what I mean? Um, That said, when I got to high school, most of the moms did not work. I went to a public high school Uh in an affluent town that was affluent after we had moved there. Um, And my mom worked and she worked really far away. And my three best friends all had moms who did not work. Mm -hmm. And they all hung out and I was sort of like the orphan child. Like they'd be like, we're going to go to six flags today. And I'd be like, can someone take me because my mom's working like both my parents work, you know? And I like, as an adult, I'm so grateful for the fact that my mom worked. Yes. I I think it taught me so. And, and this is not to say that if you're a stay at home mom, you're doing the wrong thing. Like I think everything works out the right way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But for me, the, the lessons that I learned by watching my mom be a working mom and seeing how she interacted as acquaintances with those high school moms was a really good lesson for me. Right. That's all
2: I'm but did you, well, like, okay, for example, so my best friend in kindergarten was this girl, Adrena, right? Okay. And so we, we, ha- we had a friendship. We were like off and on, off and on, off and on. And then she went to like private school and then I went to private school and we just like lost touch but then our but our my little sister and her little brother were the same year as well and they were really good friends
0: okay
2: now meanwhile our parents my dad and and their dad and my mom and their mom would always like hang like hang out through the kids but nothing really ever came of it that that much and then just like kind of out of nowhere over the last I would say like five to ten years like as we became like adults and like moved out of the house our parents have become incredibly, incredibly close, like family. And huh. we take family trips with them and all that kind of stuff.
0: That's so funny. But it took
2: many years for my parents to cross that line from, like, our, our us being – the kids being friends with each other to, like, right. the parents being friends with each other. So I wonder, like, is it a slippery slope to, like, enmesh your kids' friendships with your friendships?
0: It is, but I don't think it should prevent you because then – you, you just wouldn't make any friends. Do
2: you know what I mean? Like So do you, f- f- real question. So are we using our kids to make friends?
0: I don't, I wouldn't put it like that. No. I think we're making friends with our kids' friends' parents to make the kids' social experience better and our own. Like you're all kind of in the same boat, right? You're, you're all, all on hanging, the Titanic. You're all spending your free yeah, time together. Right. Exactly. And you're all doing similar kid focused things right so why not find somebody that you like and it doesn't have to be such a commitment it's not like you're marrying the person mm-hmm. like maybe you switch schools maybe you the kid gets put in a different class like I think most most normal parents go in being like we're gonna be friendly this year let's see how it goes friendly yeah it doesn't mean you're like you know Pricking your finger and being like blood sisters.
2: What happens when your friends will have kids at the same time, right? Yeah. Your friends' friends and then your kids don't get along? That fucks some shit up. That's hard. I saw a huge crew of girls and they were all like, oh my God, let's have babies at the same time. And they like legit did. And then there was this one girl, like yeah. the nicest girl in the group had this daughter who was like a terror. And she would like throw kids in the pool and shit and beat kids up. I mean, she was just a beast. violent And... All the other moms were, like, behind this girl's back, like, complaining about her daughter. But, like, no one would say it to her face. Because they're such good friends. Because they're such good friends. And we talk behind each other's backs. But, like, I remember thinking, like, this is going to destroy the friendship because, like, nobody wants their kids to play with her kid. Even though she's such a great friend as an adult, like, her kid is going to ruin this entire group
0: of people. Well, my simple solution to that would be that you just do adult things with those people. Right. Like you just, I, I don't luckily knock on wood. I don't have any friends where I'm like, your child's a terror. I don't want them around my kid. Right. But one of the things that recently happened to me that I'd love to hear what listeners, I would love some advice on this. Maybe you have advice, maybe listeners callers have advice. Um, I became friendly with a mom at my kid's school. And a couple of weeks ago we were at central park and, And she texted me and asked uh, if my kid could bring his water gun to the park because her kid was bringing his water gun. And I was like, oh, we don't have any water guns. And she's like, can you buy one on the way in? And I am not like a crazy no water gun mom, but my son is four and I know that. There are toy guns out there. I'm just not yet ready to have them in my house. Right. Okay? Like, if you want to have them in your house, fine. If he, if he goes on a play date to your house and they're playing with a water gun, fine. fine. I'm not going to freak out. But I'm just not ready to have them in my house is mm-hmm. all. Okay? To I'm normalize just... them that much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially when I feel like I feel so strongly about what's going on in schools with guns. And, and I don't like the way that we talk to little boys about guns and then we talk to little girls about guns. Like, right. it's different and whatever. So I, and I didn't say anything to her. I was like, yeah, it was like, no, you know what? We just want to get to the park and play. Like I just, I didn't say I'm not doing that. I just like, we're just going to come to the park. That's kind of ballsy for her to say, go buy a water gun. She was nice about it though. Like she was normal, but I she was don't like, like, oh, like do that. you want to go pick one up on the way? And so he has one too. Just so that my son didn't feel left out. I, I didn't take offense to okay, it. Okay. I was, and it was normal. It really was. So we get there and, uh, my son was actually fine. Like he was like, can I play with the water gun? They shared it. It was totally fine. But there was another little boy, a stranger, like somebody we didn't go to school with, we didn't know, who was hanging out with them, who also had a water gun, same age. And he was a super nice kid, fine. And he had on blue nail polish on his nails. And when they all, the little boys ran away, this mom, who I like, who I think is great, said to me, oh, that bothers me so much. And I was like, what? Because I didn't even notice. And I said, what bothers you? And I was like, you don't like that they're playing with that little boy? Like, did he do something? Because she had gotten to the park before I did. And she said, no, the nail polish. And I was like, what nail polish? And she's like, that little boy has nail polish. And I do not like that. It's like, I just can't. And I, my heart broke. Because Because you're like, you're a fucking judgy bitch. Because, not because of that. But, I mean, we're all judgy bitches, let's be honest. Yes. But because... It offended her more that a little boy would wear nail polish and play with a water gun than playing and like talking about guns. Like she said to me, We talk to our kids about guns because they have to know about them. And I'm like, They're four. Meanwhile, he could be wearing nail polish because maybe he like. Who cares? Identifies as with- gay, but who cares? But who True cares? Later. Like may, for like, Leo's worn nail polish before. I think I've told this story because he saw me paint Gemma's nails, and he worships Gemma. Yeah, and so if I was if I was putting like dog poop on Gemma's face for some reason, he'd be he like, "Do dog- that to me too." Exactly. You know, exactly. I would never do that, but you know what I'm saying. And so that's why Leo wanted it. I don't even think he understands what nail polish is, why, who wears it, and why. Right. And it upset me only because I'm like, oh, you know, my kid. Has more nail polish, and like, I wouldn't want somebody to judge to, to say, like, ugh, with that, like, I can't with that. Because he uh, idolizes his sister. I would love to know her reasoning for why she, ugh, can't with that. Well, and I still really like, like, everything else about this person, I really like. And it put me in a spot where I'm like, do I address this? So basically what I said is, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't bother me. Like, who cares? Like, it's just nail polish, you know? Yep. And I tried to keep it super light because, as I mentioned, I hate conflict. Yes. And I also... I think in a way, like self-preservation, I like this person so much. I like her family. I like her kid. My kid likes her kid. And I want to keep, I want to salvage the friendship. And I'm like, this friendship should not sever. We shouldn't sever ties over something as stupid as nail polish. But then of course, I feel like, but is that a lens into her life? Like, is that a sign of something bigger. Like how do you guys deal with something? Like I had another friend who told me a story about how a friend that she really liked was offended that her son hugs and kisses when he says goodbye. And I'm like, why would that offend her? And my friend was like, well, she just feels like she has a daughter and she doesn't want, she wants her daughter to protect her body. And she wants my son to ask permission to hug and kiss. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even think of that, you know? And so I'm curious to hear what other moms out there. Right. How do you deal with, friends, with moms who you're trying to cultivate a friendship with when there are these like weird social differences. I hope you
2: guys are loving this episode so far. It's a good one, isn't it? Love Lori Bergamotto. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get right into your phone calls. Love it. Okay, so real quick, I got to tell you about Casper. They are amazing. Did you know that you spend one-third of your life sleeping? Yeah, uh-huh. So you should be comfortable. Like, really comfortable. And the experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places, honey. They've got a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. That's like my number one thing. Oh, sweaty leg syndrome? Oh my god. It just destroys me. But not when I sleep on my Casper bed. I love it oh so much. I also love how affordable it is. And the reason that Casper... affordable prices is because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you. So smart. Also, I love that they have hassle-free returns. And if you're not completely satisfied, they've got you covered. You can be sure of your purchase actually with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. And uh, yeah, if it's not for you, you just send it right back. No questions asked. It's just so easy. And my favorite part of the entire experience was it's delivered right to your door in a small like how the hell did they do that size box like when it came I was like that's not a mattress I thought a mattress had to be carried in by like two men nope it just comes in this like itty bitty box it's so it's like makes your brain explode anyway it's amazing free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. And right now you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash Taylor and using the promo code Taylor at checkout. Don't forget, it's only applicable to select mattresses and terms and conditions do apply. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com taylor and use my promo code taylor at checkout. And don't forget, it's only applicable to select mattresses, terms and conditions do apply. Again, $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash taylor using my promo code taylor. Now back to the show. Let's go to Tina and Cape Cod. Hey, girl, hey. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Tina. Hi. So, Lori, I, I think people show themselves to you
1: all the time. It's just when you, you have to pay attention to the signs. I'm not yeah. saying sever any relationship, but it is a lens into maybe some, some of her views. And it is, as a mom of three and, uh, you know, gone through several different iterations of friends with kids that my friends were with and you know, girlfriends that I love dearly who had kids that now I can't, my kids can't stand their kids, and now I'm like, what do I do? It's it's a very difficult line, but Mm -hmm. in your situation with that, I definitely think you have to just pay attention to those things and say, hmm, she might be, her household is certainly different than your household, and you just want your kids at least to be aware of, you know, potential, I don't know, issues in the future that could come up if she's against, Let's say she is against gay people. Who knows? But right.
0: or has an issue with it. Or alternative it like, like it's living. It's just so weird because I've yeah. never. She's never given me any other. In, I mean, I've known her for a few years now. No other indication about like and, about any anti-gay anything.
1: Yeah, ever. And for me, I'm I'm more of a. I like I don't love conflict, but I'm I'm more of a person. To be like seriously, tell me what that what bothers you about that. I'm fascinated from my perspective, because it doesn't bother me, what about it bothers you? And come in from a very, you know, open and positive way, just because just you want to get to know her better, but be ready for the answer, right?
0: Right. Because it's so gay. That's what she wanted <laughs> to say. Do you feel <laughs> like I address it? with her or just kind of like watch and see if like another thing pops up. I don't up. I think it's too late now. Like I feel like right. if you bring it up it will make yeah. it such a big yeah. deal, but yeah. I she,
2: I I'm going to bet my bottom She'll dollar she's going to do something else. She's going to do something similar again and then you have an opportunity. And I agree with Tina. I think you should be like, "But why?" Just push her a little bit. Like just say, "I'm just curious to understand just because you know you've mentioned right. other things before in the past and I'm just curious." And right. like push her to see and I bet I bet you'll find it out right quick.
3: And maybe, and
1: maybe well, maybe she'll have some other weird thing that, that bothers her. Who knows? But, you know, my very, very good friend, who I love dearly, um, was a Trump supporter. And honestly, I had such a hard time with it. But I finally had to have a conversation with her about it. It's Like, you know, what what is it? And we talked because I was like, I told my kids, don't hang out with their kids. I'm like, there's problems in this house. Right. And, Finally, we just kind of had a conversation about it. And it and it, it wasn't the best, but I at least came, I, I understood her point of view, understood why she was in her position. And it just, we kept our relationship going, even though now I look at it from a slightly different perspective. Well, I was just going to ask
0: you, did it change, like did you kind of downgrade her friendship status in your mind? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, that's, that worries me.
1: Of, in the sense of, I just can't, I can't, um, I don't, you know, you 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 hang with people that are that have your values and have your well, you know, and I don't I don't want to not give any other people credence to my life, but right. I just look at it slightly different.
2: Well, and I was going to say too, and I don't have kids, so I'm you know speaking to this without having yeah. children. But I was going to say too, like for me, I can hang with people that have different values than me and different perspectives and different lifestyle choices because it's just. Me, but when I have a child and then my kid could be in, out, like around them, impressionable, hearing things subconsciously that they're saying, then I would actually have a difference. Like, I would be less tolerant of those differences. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like, I, as an adult, I know what to separate. And I'm like, oh, you know, we like whatever, different strokes for different folks and they can think what right. they want. I'll think what I want. But I think when I have kids, if my kids are over there playing a lot without me being present, right. that would worry me if somebody had some sort of a... Overly conservative rhetoric that I don't want to like seep into my kids, you know, subconscious. If you know what I'm saying, I do know what you're
1: saying. Kids are are influenced, definitely, but Mm -hmm. you know, and and if they fall in love with a person, they're like, "Oh, she's the greatest mom in the world," and then you're like, find out, "Oh, geez, she says all these other things." They, you know, they, it, it is hard, but I do think that it's. It's it's a window, and you have to just keep your yourself open.
2: But right. mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's tricky, it's right? Impossible. Tricky. Tina, thank you for <laughs> thank calling. You, Appreciate
2: Tina. That's it, good Bye, lady. Bye, girl. Bye. bye. Tina. Okay, real quick, let's go to Megan in North Carolina because we've got to get to Doctor Water. Megan, hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey.
3: So I'm in the South, and a lot of my friends are conservative evangelical Christians, which I am not. Okay. And okay. a lot of us have kids at the same time. And even one of them keeps my child while I work. And she stays home and homeschools her kids. So I'm actually benefiting from our different kind of outlooks on life and the Mm -hmm. fact that she wants to stay home and make a home. But it is difficult because they believe in different things. They talk a lot about religion in their home. Um, They actually believe in thinking, which we do not.
1: Mm -hmm. And so we
3: just have to set clear boundaries about, like, what she should do with our kids. And then I really try to expose my son to a lot of other ideas, say, yes, they believe in this, but a lot of other people believe in a lot of other things. That's good. So he's going to be around people of different beliefs and making different decisions all his life. And what I want to do is provide him with a lot of different options and say, how do you feel, what do you think?
0: Right, Um, actually.
3: To kind of balance out.
0: It's a good approach, a really good approach. How old is your son? He's only two and a half. Wow, okay. So we have a long road ahead of us. Yes. (laughs) I will tell you, like, only because I'm married to somebody, I'm Catholic and my husband is not, um, and I'm sort of a cafeteria Catholic, but um, when my- Yeah, when my kids have said like, "Why do do you do things on Christmas at church that Daddy doesn't do? Like, why do you go up and get food?" is what Gemma asked me, and Daddy doesn't. And I was like, "Well, I'm Catholic, but Daddy's not." And she's like, "Well, what am I supposed to believe?" So I will just caution you that like the questions as they get older do get harder because they lean on you so much to tell them what to believe. Right. And when I'm like, "Well, what do you want to believe?" And she's like, "I don't know. What do you want me to believe?" And it becomes comes this thing where you're like I don't want to tell you what to believe I want you to make your own choice but I know you're only five so how are you supposed to make your own choice exactly you know so it's I'm with you though like we've we've also tried to like offer them options and choices but they do want your guidance too so it's just it's hard parenting man it's it's a tricky thing mm
3: -hmm. and I think part of being a tolerant parent is also being tolerant if they choose to be conservative Christians yeah
0: totally
2: totally that's that's a very good point we're just going to
3: have to keep talking about it.
2: Yes. <laughs> Megan, thank you for calling, thank sweetie. Megan. Thank you. Bye girl. Bye. There you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed that clip as much as we did. I also love that we had the call-in aspect because that's something that you guys don't always get a taste of here on the podcast. Yeah. So my live radio show, it's from eight to 10 EST Monday through Friday. And when we say live, it's not just a live radio show. It's a live call in radio show, which means that anybody listening live can actually call into the number and join the conversation. And that's the special part of the live show, honey. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good podcast, but in only radio can you actually call in and join the mother trucking conversation. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. And that's it for us this week on Taste of Taylor. We'll be back next week with more deliciousness to come. Bye, guys. Before I let you go, just a quick word from one of our sponsors, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, and they now offer sex products too. So Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription box is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of deliver. Lola's subscription is super flexible, and you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time time. Now the Sex by Lola line is actually available for one-off purchases or subscription and you can add it to your period subscription so everything is just conveniently delivered on your ideal schedule. In addition to condoms and personal lubricant, Lolo now offers cleansing wipes. Okay, these wipes are kind of amazing. So they're safe for use anywhere on your body. They actually are individually packaged and perfect for on the go. They are gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. I know that's very important. It is for my cookie. I'm sure it is for yours too. And it's perfect for a midday refresh. Girl, don't make me go into details. You know what I'm talking about. And my favorite thing about the whole Lola experience, honestly, I love that I don't have to go shopping for tampons at the drugstore. No matter how old I am, there's something still really embarrassing about locking eyes with the cashier and being all like, I've got my period and my vagina is large and has a heavy flow. So I am thrilled that Lola delivers to my door so I don't have to look at and or deal with anybody. And the best part is that you do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. I mean, what is better than that? I'm telling you, nothing. And double bonus, for right now, you can get 40% off all subscriptions. Just visit mylola.com and enter my promo code, which is T-O-T, yeah, for Taste of Taylor, when you subscribe. Again, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com, enter T-O-T, that's my promo code, when you subscribe. Hey, girl. Hey, did you love this taste of me? Want more? Then make sure to go to taylorstrecker.com to subscribe to the Taylor Strecker Show for hours and hours of me entertaining your ass. Content with this nibble? Well, then I'll see you next Wednesday and make sure to subscribe to the Taste of Taylor podcast and follow me on social media at Taylor Strecker.